I do remember my life before this one. I get glimpses every time I heal, every time I grow, every time I step out of what I know, and it scares me. Because the life that I had before this one involved what I know, triumph, but also betrayal. And in this lifetime, that makes me nervous with the gifts that I have. But I know that in this lifetime, I've been brought here to conquer that and to shine in who I am and what I know to be true. I'm AC Brown, and you're listening to Is My Aura On Straight, a podcast designed to help you start living from your core instead of your conditioning. Each week, we'll have deep conversations that will help you create a powerful transformation that shifts your perspective in life, love, and business, with topics ranging from spiritual self-development, human design, astrology, metaphysics, and everything in between. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Is My Aura On Street? I'm your host, AC Brown. I am your psychic channel, spiritual guide and teacher and voice of truth. And I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Is My Aura On Street? This episode is what I wish I knew as a psychic before I got started, part two. And this is where we're going to end it for this. And then we're going to get into something else. You might be able to hear it in my voice, but I am raw today. Internally, emotionally, spiritually, my nervous system is raw. And I say that because I'm in the process of tackling a project talking about myself as a channel, as a medium, and what has come to my attention, even though I already knew this, is that my circumstances and the life that I chose in this lifetime made me who I am and has been training me for the moments that are coming up, that I'm being called to, and it it is uncomfortable. And so today, in the part two, I want to talk about mediumship and how mediumship is different for everyone. However, I feel that everyone can tap into their own mediumship and connect with ancestors, with guides, loved ones that have crossed over everything. But first, I'd like to say that the more you heal, the more in tune you become, the more in touch with source you become. I remember growing up and having this deep connection with God that is unexplainable. And listening to stories and some of the things that I've been through have molded me 
some of those things have made me hard, made me protective. But there was always a knowing that I had a connection to the other side. And it wasn't always positive. At times, it was really, really scary. I remember in high school, astral projecting two, three nights out of the week. And that started me using over-the-counter sleep medication so I can sleep through the night. I remember being around people and feeling like something was off. I was very, very quiet as a child, or as people would say, shy. And that shyness was because of my knowing, because of the situations that I was in, because the environment that I was in made me observant. But I didn't know that really until maybe the past couple of years that that observation really honed my skills. And I wish that I could go back sometimes, and I do that now (laughs) in therapy, and tell my younger self that it's okay to know. Because knowing doesn't always feel good. Sometimes you just don't have an understanding of why you know things. And it almost forces you into isolation. And being an only child, then there's another layer that you're different, that you can see, that you can feel, that you can hear. And you are put in situations where people were supposed to protect you and they didn't, not for any bad thing, but you know, maybe they just didn't know any better. But that all kind of honed who you are, especially to those of you who are talented and gifted in the psychic arts, in the metaphysical realm, in the mystical realm. I need you to know that your life was a training ground, whether you realize it or not. The situations, all of the things were to build up upon what you feel, what you know, how you use your gifts and talents in this moment. And if you can look back and just think and get past the trauma and the pain of it all, that it prepared you for where you are right now. And having that realization over the last couple of days, it kind of all came to a head. And I talked about healing earlier this year and how healing is hard, but in doing the work that I do, it's even harder because I meet people and I interact with people and the way that I can see into them sometimes is hard because I feel the pain. I see the pain and I understand and I can't do anything about it. All I can do is guide. I can't wave a magic wand and give everybody a magical life, but I I try. (laughs) And so this episode is a love letter to my younger self, to your younger self, especially if you are, well, we all are intuitive, we all are psychic, but especially if you do this work or you have those downloads and you can't really explain why you think the way you do or how you create 
or the career that you have and how things just so come so naturally to you. That's all a psychic gift. That's all a talent that you have that is from your higher selves, from your guides, from a past life, from loved ones that have crossed over in order to make you who you are. So I want you to know that mediumship is just not connecting with the other side to tell people that, you know, your loved one said, hey, and I move around flowers every once in a while. It's also for you to connect with a part of yourself that you can't understand because at times we feel alone. And I can relate to that as an only child, feeling alone, feeling that I am in this world by myself. And trust me, I still feel like that for other reasons that I won't discuss here. (laughs) But you're not alone. There is someone assisting you. You are protected. And thinking about your past and your old stories and how you were raised, you are protected. And in some cases, you might not have been protected in the way that you want it to be, but it brought you here. So what I wish I knew (laughs) about mediumship, which is, you know, to lighten it up, I never wanted to tap into it as much as I probably should have when I was younger because I don't see it now so much. But at the time growing up, I would see orbs and things like that. And that would scare the entire you know what, out of me. And I'm just like, I don't want to deal with this. And so I just never kind of leaned into it, but it just didn't go away. And over time, I had to realize that my mediumship style wasn't necessarily about someone standing in the corner, you know, your your loved one. It was more about, for me, I like to say people imagine sitting in a movie theater and a movie starts playing. And so that's how it comes through for me. And I I struggled with that a lot because I literally thought that that wasn't unique. And I had a teacher at the time and I did like a weekend workshop on mediumship. And she was like, no, it doesn't come like that for everybody. And there was a one lady in the class who she was new to the psychic arts and she was like scared as hell just because she would actually see people. And so it was a three-day weekend and she left like the third day at the beginning because she would actually see people. We would be breaking for lunch and she'd be like, there's someone sitting on the couch and she would just be very afraid. And for me, it came differently. It came in my head. And the interesting thing is, I think probably why when I channel... And when I do mediumship, why I have to close my eyes, especially mediumship, because I can't see the screen. (laughs) I can't like if I'm looking at a person like I can't see the screen and there'll be times when I've done mediumship work and I'll be like, I'm sorry, I got to close my eyes because I can't see. And so that's how it comes for me. And so I didn't I didn't think that that was a big thing. However, looking back in my childhood, I always liked dark spaces. And, you know, TMI, when my parents, their first apartment was in Hempstead, 
on Long Island and I used to sleep in the closet. <laughs> I literally, that was what my bedroom was because they had a one bedroom and I would sleep in the closet. It's funny when I got burned, like the child protective services were like going to take me away because they were like, oh, how? because they thought my parents burnt me. They were like, oh, how's your home life? And I'm like, oh, I sleep in the closet with my rainbow bright and my little pony stuff. And I have, I was like, I have all my, my little ponies lined up in the closet. And they were like, excuse me, you sleep in the closet. <laughs> and so that kind of blew up red flags, but I had a bed, but it was just, but I like sleeping in the closet and it was a dark space. And I didn't realize it then, of course, at the young age of four, but dark spaces almost make me feel comfortable and scared at the same time. But that's where I can see. And so the irony of being able to see in the dark has been mind-blowing to me doing this work over the years because we are afraid of darkness so much because there is no light. But I like to say that that's where the light is the brightest is in the darkness because you can see everything. And so when I close my eyes and I'm sitting in front of someone or something comes up and then I just start seeing a picture, I start seeing things, it amazes me. And that is something that I wish I would have leaned into more as a baby psychic, as I like to say, because I was so afraid of how it would look or oh, they're going to think I'm crazy. I'm closing my eyes. I can't even look at them in the face um, and touch too for me. I can literally and it's so now it's like, oh, the freaking pandemic and COVID and monkeypox and all that stuff. If I touch you, it's a wrap. <laughs> I can know your life. And I just I wish that I would have leaned more into those things in my youth because, of course, I do that now in a way. And I, I plan on doing it more live as well. But that is all a part of it. And I know this episode sounds all over the place, but <laughs> those are some of the things that I wish I knew getting into this work that everyone's gift, everyone's talent is very, very different. But what I know for sure now that that gift that you have, whether you're doing metaphysical psychic work now that gift has transformed into what you do. The circumstances of who you are, how you were raised, the situations that you were put in were a training ground for you and you did not even know it. How you think when you're on the job, the way that you can come up with topics and the way that you move through things, whether it's technical, whether it's mechanical, any of those things, how you use your hands, your life your experiences were all a training ground for the downloads that you get. And the downloads don't necessarily have to be for someone else, but they are for you. And what I mean by that is we all are good at something. 
the way that you talk, the way that you walk, the way that you process information, that is, in my opinion, a psychic gifting. That is part of mediumship. That is part of channeling. And we discredit that so much in our lives because, oh, I'm just really good at being an attorney. No, you're really good at processing information in a way that people understand how you make the pieces put together. Oh, I'm just a content creator. No, you have a vision and you can see every single piece that happens and how to make it look good. That is a download. That is a psychic gifting. And I really, 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 really wish that we would all look at our skills as psychic gifts and talents. Because whether you want to hear it or not, that is what it is. You are good at what you do because of your connection to source, because your connection to spirit, because of what, you know, God, however you want to call him or her, has placed in your heart to filter through that information. You paint like you do because that is your connection to source. That is how source wants you to create. You're able to look at things the way you do because that's your connection so we are all psychic. We are all intuitive. We all have these skills. These are psychic gift things. We have connections to our source, everything. And I want everyone to start looking at that. Now, that doesn't mean that all of us are meant to do the work that I do, to meant to see into others, to meant to be in the spiritual world, the spirituality world. Some are doing this, like I said, as a doctor, as an attorney, as an executive, as a professor, as a teacher, as a nurse. You're doing it in the customer service realm. As someone who works in the retail space. And I'll use this as an example because when we think about, let's say you, you go to your favorite coffee place. I have a favorite coffee place by my house. And one of the girls there is really talented at making my coffee. Really talented. When she's not there, I don't want coffee. I literally leave because it's not going to taste well. Now you might be thinking she's just a barista, but no. Spirit has touched her enough to where she understands the little nuances of making me an Americano. <laughs> and... Everyone loves her coffee. Like people know when she's working. That is a gift. That is something that spirit has sent you to tap into. And so it can be that simple. Me, on the other hand, you know, here, here I am. I remember being in Girl Scouts. Yes, I was a Girl Scout. I was a brownie and I was a Girl Scout. And we went to this thing in Manhattan, somewhere in the city, and one of the mothers, she would tell my mom when the moms would get together and she was psychic and she would always, always kind of rub her throat in reference to my throat. And she would always say her voice, her voice, her voice, her, her voice, her throat. That's going to be the thing for her. That's she told my mom that she's going to make millions with her voice. And at the time, I wanted, I wanted to be a songwriter. 
And I wanted to sing, but I can't sing. And my mom's like, she wants to sing. And she's like, no, 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 no. She's not going to sing. But her voice, that's where people are going to feel her. And every few years after that, every year, I would always have people say to me, oh, I see you on stage. I don't know why. It would be random people. I'm like, okay. And, you know, I just, just kind of take a mental note. And so I'm using that as an example is that the clues are there. If you are lost in life, the clues are there. Go back, backtrack. What did people say about you? What always came naturally to you? What always felt so easy and you didn't understand why it took people so long to do certain things or to process certain things or to read certain things. And you're just like, this is, this is easy. That is your gift. That is where you need to tap into and lean into more. That is where you need to lean on spirit and say, how can I use this more? Where am I supposed to use this? For me, it happens to be helping others because I know that I am here to help people heal and live their most magical mother effing lives. That's just it. And that's my mission to also change the way people think about spirituality and the psychic arts and the psychic world. And maybe your gifting is something different, but you need to use it. You need to figure out what that is. And this is not something to pressure you, but this is something for you to start connecting the, the dots. Ask your younger self, is this is what we're here for? <laughs> and your younger self would be like, girl or guy, like, I guess that's what we're doing. It's, it's natural. It's us. It's who we are. So I know this episode <laughs> didn't go the way I wanted it to go but I had to listen to my spirit I had to listen to my guides and show up from a place of yeah I'm I'm raw today and I'm okay with that I didn't realize how much I try to suppress the rawness the emotions but in working on a project and writing and things like that, it's time for it to come out. It's time for me to let baby psychic <laughs> flourish the way that she needs to. And the way, honestly, I've been probably suppressing her and telling her to tone it down. But I say that to say, I don't want you to do that. And I want you to tap into that for yourself and a place that you can start is with your dreams. I love, love, love dream work. That's really how I found out that I had a gift, like for real, for real, was through my dreams. And I always recommend this book. And I'm going to start giving book recommendations because I read a lot. And this particular book um, is called Psychic Symbols. And I'll put it in the show notes but I want you to start reading this book. It's called The Book of Psychic Symbols. It's a favorite book, but it's so good in doing intuitive messages, figuring out what that means for you, because everybody's 
symbolism is different. It means something different. And I, I had to learn that through mediumship because I used to hold back so much information. And I remember one of the people who I took that three-day weekend with at that time, that was the first time where it was like, that's not your job. That is, you need to tell everything. I don't care if it doesn't make sense to you. That is not your job to hold that back. If it starts raining randomly, you bring up the rain. If a siren starts going by your house and sirens never go by your house, you bring that up. And it gave me permission to just be, as I like to say, a little wild. Because that would, I mean, it would just be the strangest things. And I remember during that weekend that... I was reading the teacher and her father came through and I was just like, I don't know why this is happening, but I just saw, I didn't see any face or anything, but I saw a man's hand and I saw a piece of paper and then the paper or the hand started drawing a bird, like sketching a bird. And she was like, oh yeah, that's my dad. She's like, he used to draw all the time. The former me would have been like, what? I was doing a reading, talking to someone, um, just doing a regular session and a random street came up. And I was like, what is on such and such street? And she was like, oh, that's this person. And I was just like, it was just really strange. And so it's important for you to know symbols and for it to create your own symbolism because everything means every something different to everyone. So when you are doing your work, symbols probably do show up. And when I mean your work, not just if you aren't a spiritual spiritualist or psychic or medium or anything like that, but when you're doing your work at your corporate job or in your business, when those symbols come up, you want to start recognizing the patterns. So I recommend that book. I love that book. It is called The Book of Psychic Symbols, and I will put that in the show notes. So this is all the things I wish I knew. <laughs> um, before I was a psychic and medium and channel and all of that stuff. I just want to thank you all for listening and tuning in to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? And just know that you are not alone and that you are at the right place, at the right time, at the right moment. And just lean into that. Thank you for listening to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? This podcast was edited by Adam Ross. If you loved this episode, please make sure you subscribe and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, bye-bye.